Welcome back to another episode of the Casey Campbell podcast. Casey Campbell with you, of course. And we are pleased to be joined by Chris Lambert, who is the spotter of for Denny Hamlin in the NASCAR Cup Series and also spots for a number of other drivers in Xfinity and trucks. How's it going, man? I'm good, Casey. How are you? Doing good. So obviously people would know you as the spotter for Denny Hamlin. I know you are, I know you spot for a couple other drivers, just kind of for people that may not know how, what other drivers do you spot for? What typically does a, you know, how does, how does spotting work across the three series? Uh, well, typically um, it's normally cheaper for the Xfinity and truck teams to, to hire a, a, a cup guy because we're already there travel wise, logistic wise, it doesn't cost them near as much. So, um, a normal weekend for me, if we have all three series there, I do a KBM truck. So I spot for Chandler Smith on the truck series side, number 18 truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on this year on the Xfinity side, I'm working with Sam Hunt Racing, the number 26 Xfinity car, which is another Toyota affiliate. And this year I've had uh, Brandon Gajovic. I've had um, obviously Santino Ferrucci's been in the car quite a bit. I had John Hunter Nemechek this past week, and this year, this weekend at Coda, I've got Chris Wright in the car. Yeah, it'll be fun. Fun working with Sam Hunt Racing. Um, how did you get to be a spotter? Uh, sort of trial by fire, actually. Um, back when I was right out of high school and working for a buddy of mine's late model stock team around North Carolina here, um, I was the only full-time employee that he had. And um, his uncle done all the spotting and I was the mechanic on the car, but his uncle was also a high school football coach. So one Friday night we were at Tri-County racing and his uncle couldn't be there cause football. So me being the only full-time employee, I got thrown into the, to the spotting mix as well. And um, just took over from there. So I, I know that what is the, what is a difficult, what's the most difficult track to spot? Because, you know, people would say road courses cause you have to have multiple, but, you know, there's also Daytona and Talladega where you have to be talking the entire time. Yeah, for me, um, when I first got into the cup side of things or the big three, I guess you would say, of NASCAR, mm-hmm. learning how to spot a, a, a plate race, uh, Daytona or Talladega was, was way different from anything I'd ever done. So that was probably the most difficult to learn. For me now, I would say Pocono is probably the, their toughest um, just because of the sight lines and the angles that we have. And turn one is so far away from us. And they're going away from us as well. So it's um, Pocono turn one is definitely the hardest corner for me. And that would probably be the hardest track as well. So I know that, you know, you've been the spotter for Denny for a number of years. What's it like, you know, what, what's it like for, what's it like working with Denny? What's the, what's the relationship like between you guys? Uh, it's been great. Uh, this is my 10th year with him. I started in 2012 when Red Bull shut down at the end of 2011 and, um, I had quite a few different offers on the table at that point in time to go different guys. And Denny was always someone that I'd always thought, you know, Hey, he's a, he's a late model stock guy. For, that's his roots. Like I was coming up. Um, I always thought, you know, if I could ever get the opportunity to work with him, it'd be, that's who I'd want to work for. And obviously he reached out and, and want me to come and work for him. And um, it's been a fun 10 years. I mean, it's, he told me then, I said, all I want to do is go to the racetrack and have a chance to win races and have fun. And he guaranteed me that we would definitely do that. And we have, it's been, it's been an experience. I mean, he's been not only on the racetrack, he's been great, but off the racetrack, you know, treating my family like, like they're his family and, and just basically treat me like one of the guys, you know, one of his boys that he hangs around with away from the racetrack. And it's, it's been a, it's been a good, it's been a good um, pairing, I guess. Yeah. So I know you guys are going to Coda this weekend. 
typically for a road course race, kind of explain how it works with, you know, it's because there's, there's always multiple spotters at road course races. So kind of talk about for people that may not know how it all works. Yes. So this will be a new experience for all of us on the, the NASCAR side of things being our first time there, but NASCAR is allowing us two extra spotters. Um, and honestly, I've got a meeting at, at Gibbs this afternoon at 2.30 to find out the logistics of where we're going to put the other guys. But um, from what we can gather through emails and stuff before, um, I'll be the, the main spotter. I'll have to be in the main stand where the NASCAR official is, which will be in turn one. And from, from that vantage point, they're saying we can see maybe through the S's all the way to like turn six or seven. But until we get there, obviously, I won't know. But um, the second spotter will be somewhere around the turn 10, turn 11 area. And depending on where they are there with the platforms they're building, they're building this like scaffold platforms. Um, they should be able to see most of the corners from turn 10 through turn 16. Um, and then we'll have another spotter in 16 and 17 that we'll be able to see 16, 17, 18, and 19. But the driver is going to be blind through turn 20. Um, through the entry part of it. I guess I'll be able to see him when he pops out of turn 20 coming back on the front stretch, but it's going to be different. I mean, road courses, you just have to trust no matter what the situation is. If your guy's three wide, four wide, whatever the situation is, when they get to that certain point that you've a, 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 you designated as your drop-off spot, you've got to get off the button and trust that the other guy's going to, you know, pick right up and take over and, and start feeding the information from there and that way you're not talking over each other. Yeah, so uh, kind of going into – I mean, obviously drivers, you know, know that they may have to kind of go on their own at some point. Like, is De did Denny talk about that? Because, you know, with turn 20, with you said, not having any, any spotters, is, did he talk to you about that kind of thing? Was he worried about it? Uh, he, typically he's not. I mean, it's, um, there, there's always certain places that road courses that he knows he's going to be coming into blind. Um, years ago at, at Watkins Land, coming out of the carousel there was, typically one of the blind spots until they reached the, the, the left-hander coming back toward the bridge. But obviously when Jeff Gordon and Sam Hornish and those guys had those massive wrecks over there coming out of the corners blind, which is why you saw the massive wrecks because there was nobody back there spotting. We started in the past couple of years, we started putting guys back there just simply if there's a wreck to call it, you know, they don't say a word all day long unless there's something happening. But, you know, Denny's, Denny's aware. I mean, obviously, when he's coming into something blind, it's, it's way different. But he's he's really aware of what's going on inside the car and what his surroundings are. So I, I hope it's not a problem. I'm not going to say it's not going to be a problem, but I hope it's not a problem. Yeah. I mean, you never know. In this, I mean, you've seen a lot of things in this in this sport and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, usually the spotters have always – it's kind of like this brotherhood with the spotters. And, you know, three of them have their own podcast together with Door Bumper Clear and stuff. What's it like, you know, interacting with all the, it's like a big, it's like the drivers. It's like a big family with you, all you spotters. It is. I mean, you know, there's 40 of us up there on any given week. And, you know, I, I consider them all friends. Um, some that I'm closer to than others and some that I hang out with away from the racetrack, you know, obviously with my, with Tony Hirschman and him and I come in the gives at the same time and spots for Kyle, we were, we come in the same year and we're at the same hotel. So we hang out and go to dinner and stuff. And, uh, you know, this year with, with Freddie coming on board with the 2311 team, you know, I'm, I'm chauffeuring him around a lot. So we've hung out, which we hung out away, away from the racetrack as well for years now. But um, it's a big brotherhood. Um, you know, we're with each other until the last, you know, last year with COVID. We were together 
three days a week, full time, all day long on the roof, you know, took care of each other. If somebody needed something to drink or somebody needs something and didn't have it, you know, we take care of each other. But there's a there's a handful of us. Uh, Mike Herman Jr. that spots for for the 17 Roush Fenway car now. He's actually the guy that I worked for full time when I was working on late models and started spotting for. Um, so we've been really good friends since high school. And it's just there's guys up there that that you know you can count on and trust. And if if you needed something in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. and and they're a phone call away. But um, it's a big brotherhood. It, it's 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 a cool group of guys that a lot of them come from different backgrounds. Some drove, some didn't, but um, they all know we're up there to do a job and our number one job safety. And as long as our guys go home to their family at the end of the day, then then that's the biggest thing. Yeah, of course. Um, what what are we going to expect when we go to Kona this weekend? Man, a lot of unknowns. I really. I really don't. I've watched a couple of the F1 races from there, but, you know, you really can't get a good a good vantage point or judge of what we're going to be able to see from the TV angles and stuff. But um, talking to a few guys that have been to the test there, Drew Herring that's spotting for Martin this year, they done a test there um, back in the first part of the year, tire test for a good year. And he walked around the entire place and tried to get different vantage points and pictures and videos from different areas. And it's going to be wild. I mean, if, if we're in turn one, like they're saying we're going to be, the cars are going to be coming directly at us up the hill for that major, major corner. Um, I see it funneling down from four and five wide down to one or two wide at the most and um, trying to get through that corner. But um, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting race. I think tire wear is going to come into play huge from what I can understand. And that'll create passing comers and goers and guys that can save their tires better than others. But um, Man, I just, without having any data to go off of or any previous races to go off of, other than the F1 race, which is completely different from ours, it's going to be, it's going to be a learning experience for everybody. Yeah, I bet. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun show this weekend. All right, Chris, thank you so much uh, for coming on and uh, have fun down in Kona this weekend. Yes, sir, Casey. Thanks for having me.